Hello everyone and welcome to the Artful Athlete podcast episode 57. I hope you're enjoying this series and the mindful chats that have been happening too. Yesterday I let Desiree Wenger take the reins and we had a very open conversation on the importance of a safe rehearsal room and creative practice, the portrayal of intimacy and how having a mindful approach to creating helps foster authenticity and protect performers on different levels. If you're an actor, a performer, a director, writer, stage manager, or if this is something you feel called to listen to or are interested in, why not give it a listen? And if you're on Apple Podcast, if you could rate the podcast and perhaps leave a review, that would be much appreciated. Thank you! Today, let's carry on with our Limiting Belief series. And today I'd like to talk to you about why breath and mastering your own breath is so important for speakers, singers, performers, podcasters and creatives in general. I'd like you to understand that the breath is to your voice what the fingers are for the guitarist. Depending on the pressure applied by the fingers holding the string, depending on whether the musician is stroking gently or strumming hardly at the chords, the sound won't be the same. And if you have an inconsistent pressure or gesture, then you won't be able to get a consistent and a strong quality to your sound. Even if you're trying to play a soft tune, it's all down to that finger pressure. Well, it's the same with breath and voice and sound making. Being able to control the airflow will allow you to steady your voice. The deeper you'll breathe, the slower your breath will want to become. Now, if you're new to breath practice, this may have you feel a whole range of stuff from tightness to shortness of breath, but Know this, the more you give it a go, the more you dedicate time to it, the more you practice, the greater your oxygen capacity will be. And you'll see in a second why this is so important. But also, by practicing, you'll become better at steadying the airflow, at controlling how much air you use for each word, each sentence and each thought. Because if you have to inhale very often, it simply means that you're not getting enough air in there in the first place. And then when you're vocalizing through speech, song or sound making, if you don't get enough air in and if you don't control the flow in a relaxed manner, well, I'm going to be honest, you're not going to have a great time because that stuff is exhausting for the mouth, for the tongue, for the nose. For every single part of your body that's involved in that expressing process. And it's going to feel exhausting on your lungs and your diaphragm too, because they're having to pump twice as much as they normally would in order to carry that sound you're trying to share. And when I say exhausting, I mean exhausting. Trust me, I've been there. But also know this, it will make it difficult to your audience to connect to what you're trying to share with them. Because when someone is talking and they're interrupting themselves every two seconds because they have to catch their breath or because they're running out of air, which means you're losing parts of the sentences whenever they're running out of it. See what I mean? How are you meant to connect to something you can't fully hear? 
Now let's wind back just a couple of seconds. Notice, I did also say thought. This is where the creative part comes in. This is where the brain stuff comes in. This is where limiting beliefs and release comes in. I've talked about it in previous episodes, but here we go again. Scientifically, a human body that does not get enough oxygen is not healthy. It's just a fact we need air, food and water in the same way that plants need earth and water. We're very elemental if you think about it. The blood carries the oxygen it gets from the air through the body. The lungs get full and expand, the diaphragm travels up and down. It's a wonderful thing. Now, the air through the blood sends some of that oxygen to the brain, keeping it irrigated and happy. Following that, where do we store, so to speak, our mind and our thoughts? In the head, in the skull, in the brain. And each part of said brain has a role to play in the thinking process, in the establishment of positive and negative experiences and the consequences that these have on the psyche. Now, when we hold our breath, we trigger our good old friend, the reptilian brain. It's, let's call it the most ancient part of your brain, and also the slowest. It's also the guy connected to all the subconscious programming and thinking patterns, as well as the fight or flight response. You see where this is going? If you don't get enough oxygen, it's kind of like a breath hold for the body. Some parts of your body, of your system, won't be getting a lot of oxygen, if any. And this, as a consequence, triggers the release of extra stress hormones because somebody's got a cover for the person not showing up at work. And that's also where the reptilian brain comes in. Because that one runs silently in the background, it processes things at its own pace, a lot slower, as I've explained in the past. The more stressed it gets, the more it triggers its fight-or-flight response mode. And depending on how stressed it gets, and on the experiences, thoughts and emotions, positive and negative, you're having, it will create limiting beliefs. It will create blocks in your own expression. Because somehow it's going to connect you speaking to the baker as something that required a lot of stress hormones to deal with. It's messed up and it's brilliant at the same time. I just find that stuff fascinating. Lately, I've been researching and experimenting with a breath technique called SRT to help make use of this fight or flight response to evacuate blocks. Let me tell you, that stuff be powerful. I'm going to carry on study it as much as I can and I'll promise I'll give you an episode on this as soon as possible. And while researching this and, you know, whilst preparing for this episode, it got me thinking. So my history, my original history with breath as a young performer was to get my voice to a good level, to connect better to my audience and make sure they could follow my train of thoughts while modulating the tones, whether I would be speaking or singing. Thoughts happen in the brain and they come in all size, shapes and colours. They run at different speeds and sometimes, well, quite often, the thoughts run faster than your speech or your creative process. As an actress, I'd always been told one breath per thought. One breath per thought. 
Okay, so one thought, one breath. Why? Well, because it allows you as a performer to break down the character's psyche and current mental and emotional state. It allows you a way in their speaking pattern and its origin because your speech is connected to your emotions and the way your brain works. For example, if you're having erratic thoughts, well, that equals interrupted breaths or breathlessness, actually, because your mind is going places. And in real life, that's very common for the creative mind to be bombarded with lots of different things at the same time. So to help slow the mind, we go into an activity that requires of us to first slow down, to slow our brain down so we can clear the fog and get a crisper view of the thoughts popping about and choose one or two to focus on depending on the situation. When you're overloaded with thoughts, your expression is affected. You can go mute or go into some verbal diarrhea. Your ability to focus is a lot more limited. And if your focus isn't clear to yourself, how can it be clear to the person who's trying to follow what you're saying? Be it in vocal, written, painted, or any other form of expression, if your mind is not clear to you, it won't be clear to your audience or whoever is listening. Breath helps us get clarity on our emotions. You know that. I did you an entire podcast series on emotions in the body with breath flows. Clear emotions, clear thoughts, clear expression. And you know what I find fun with this? Is that then you get to play as much as you want with this to convey, to invite, to connect. It's thrilling and energizing. And as a bonus, it makes your diction sound clearer because your brain and your muscle used in that process are slowing down, not necessarily in pace of speech, but because we're getting more oxygen in the body, the muscles are relaxing more. Meaning, and if on top of that, you practice some of the jaw release exercises that you can find on my Instagram, you'll grow more range of movement for the jaw, for the muscles in the cheek, the neck, and your breath will be traveling deeper, lower than your lungs. The lower you try to send your breath, the more you'll have to slow down and the more supported your sound will be. If you're interested in this process, if you're interested in slowing down your breath and opening new pathways in your sound making, your voice making ability, get in touch. We'll have a little preliminary chat and I'll see how best to help you. All details are in the episode description on my website, which is theartfulathlete.co.uk. And you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram, The Artful Athlete. I've decided to keep individual session as well as coaching packages going, so I'm available for both. Much love to you all. We've got one more mindful chat coming up next week, and gosh, it's a good one. And then we'll have a few more episodes of the Creatives Limiting Belief series. And then, well, I guess you'll see. <laughs> Much love to you all, and I'll speak to you soon.